better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof for BJJ podcast. Welcome, Hi. dudes. How you feeling, Joe? Mate, I'm doing surprisingly good, to be honest. So we've been on lockdown now for an extended period of time. Someone told me today that we've been locked down for as long as we were last year in Sydney, yeah. Based on everything, it could, it could go to Christmas, if we're being honest, with yeah. numbers and yeah. the way things are. Because you've got a young baby, you're kind of doing your own thing out in the park. Like, What's keeping you occupied during these lockdown times? I guess, you know, I'm working like normal. I'm out in the park a few days a week. Yep. You know, I've got the, a few of the Bulletproof crew down there. And then I've got, you know, a couple of sort of one-to-one clients that I see. And then I'm at home working. Yes. You know, and I work at the least five days a week. Mm. I often do a little bit on weekends as well. I don't know. I've been thinking about it. I think the fact that i got a kid that's seven and a half months old. Yes. I wouldn't be doing anything else anyway. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I probably, like maybe... You, We'd be able to go away for the odd weekend or something like that. Sure. Go see my parents or, you know, my, my brother and sister, whatever. But really, you're kind of looking after the baby. Yeah, yeah. You're with the fam, you're walking the dogs. So I'm like, fuck, I feel quite privileged mm. that, you know, even though we are in a lockdown, which is really obviously not ideal, no. it hasn't changed things for me a huge amount. Right. But like I mean, I- you get to spend more time at home in this very important time with your little kid right because a lot of people talk about how quick you know i have no idea because i'm not a parent but people say how fast you wouldn't know you wouldn't know <laughs> now look at my phone and 120 photos of the same shot of the kid eating a chicken's drumstick i don't care joe stop showing me the photos mate um <laughs> kind of care he's a cute kid he's cuter than you but um gets from his mother you actually get time with your kid in this time when maybe you'd be here at the gym or you wouldn't be spending that time with him, right? Yeah, that's right. I'd be, yeah, I'd be out of the house way more. Yeah. So yeah, it's totally, it's great. It's special. You yeah. know, I still try to like break away from the office. But once I'm working, I, I like working. You're in focus mode. Yeah, it's very easy for me just to fucking stay at the desk until like- Hours. Oh shit, you know, 7 p.m. I should probably go home now. Yeah. You know, kind of thing or go downstairs. Yes. So, you know, whatever. But yeah, no, it's, it, I feel fortunate. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And, and fortunate too that given the nature of our work, I can still make a living. I can still coach people. You know, we still have our online program. There's things there that are still going on. Yes. I feel for those people who like their job is, they lost their job or their business is shut or whatever. Like there's some people having a bad time. Can't even operate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'm probably feeling it a little bit more this time around because I'm a little bit more dependent on uh, PT. Yeah. And now because of kind of more restrictions can't pt people as much because of where they have to where, where my clients live relevant to where i live right and this like kind of last year i was uh, i was moving furniture so i kind of i could rely on that because that continued all throughout lockdown in that, that kept the lights on yeah so even though it was possibly one of the more stressful head messing things moving furniture uh yeah i could show up every day and do work knowing that you had that and that you could leave the house I think even though stressful as it could be at times, one job was just like, we have 2,000 book boxes, which they're the heaviest. 
It's just basically. Oh yeah, book boxes are always fucked up. So because you can pack every fucking square it's centimeter so of cane. Yeah, yeah, it's just timber. Yeah, <laughs> it's just <a> reorganized <laughs> tree in blocks, and we just want you to take them to this donation center, which is up five flights of stairs, no lift. Oh. Oh my god So hard Like just demoralizingly hard But I guess what I'm hearing From people out there In the jiu jitsu community Is The days blur You lose structure You don't have a reason To leave the house Yeah Even if you are Kind of fortunate enough To work from home So you've got income You're just at home And you you go look in the fridge For the fifth time Yeah (laughs) You know Snacks Yeah just what your brain is just goes to these weird places because it doesn't have the structure and there's not as much to look forward to. And I'm not saying that in an unappreciative way. This is what people have been telling me. I, I'm very grateful to, I feel very privileged to be where I am and, and to have my health and, and all those things, which a lot of people don't necessarily have. And even go as far as to say, I feel privileged to sit here and talk with you, Joey. Well, you but, are. Well, I guess in ways. <laughs> <laughs> apart from putting up with you, but the, the whole other side of it's great. It's but like yeah. that when you sit with the mentor sometimes. It's, it brings up uncomfortable things <laughs> and you have to work through that. Or you have to talk How to How does your, that make you feel? Well, when you sit down and have to talk with your little brother at least <laughs> once a week, it's like, God, just grow up, mate. A lot of people who haven't had this situation before, now it's a new thing. It's kind of last two years. My friends who are artists who have to structure their own days or like as a PT, you've got to structure your own day. If you're used to a nine to five grind or just that show up to an office, when you don't have to do that, the day just kind of free wheels. Yeah, it can get away from you. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, you're so right. I think training for like for people in that situation and even for myself, I'm sure mm. for you too, training becomes one of those things that you can use to just Center. set yeah, set a schedule, give you a base to work from. Yeah, I agree. Uh, um, for me, the morning walk, getting up, not super early, not as early necessarily as I was previously, but just getting up and being like, right, have some water, mob up, put a podcast on or whatever, and just walk. I'm just going to walk for an hour. What time do you get up? Depends on the day. Uh, days I'm coming in here to Jungle Brothers, usually about six. Uh, it, it averages out about six. Yeah. I'm, I'm not getting up at my 4 a.m.s in the way I was before. Six is a nice sweet spot. And yeah, just an hour. And if I haven't got an, uh, a commitment, an hour and a half. And just get my brain clear and just walk around the neighborhood and I find that sets me up really well to just have a clear mind to get on with business, yeah, like get right. on with whatever I'm doing. I actually took some inspo from, I, you know, I see your morning walks. You've often posted on Instagram stories at that time. Sure. And I thought, you know what, I could use some of that because Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm in the park. Yes. Tuesday, Thursday, I don't have any bookings, so I, I work from home all day. Good okay. days to get through my creative stuff. Indeed. But I often just sort of roll upstairs and start working. I thought, you know, what, I'm going to go for a walk. So yeah. I went for a walk last week, got a coffee. Yeah. Took the little dog, Jazz, didn't yeah. take both dogs. Yep. I had to hide the fact that I was getting the leash from the dog box from the big dog because if he knows that <laughs> yeah, someone's gone for a walk, we're all fucked. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was real nice. I agree. It does get a bit of oxygen through, get some blood yep. moving, gets you thinking, gets you kind of looking. Like it just, it helps. What can I say? Inspiring a generation. Well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I guess training has changed too. And we've got to kind of default to, I would say definitely in my life, I have taken for granted that I live in a gym. So I've always got a squat rack. I've always got barbells. I've always got a bunch of kettlebells, dumbbells. Anything I need is there at my access. And now it is not. Because with further restrictions, I can't necessarily be lifting at Jungle Brothers at the times when it suits me because it, it conflicts with regulations. So 
I've got to go back to sandbags, kettlebells, home training, body weight, which I love, which is cool, but it just means I have to change the way I look at training. You have gone back to your kind of, I guess, roots in the rings, the park, the body weight. Is that right, Joe? Yeah, I kind of like it because, um, you know, for guys like us who are very, we're very interested in different forms of training, right? We have the things that we do, but then it's always like, oh, new stuff that I'm working on, mm. you know, and, and it's kind of never ending. You want to be good at Olympic lifting. You want to lift some sandbags. You want to get your fucking mobility on point. Sure. Plus you're trying to change jits and yeah. you really want to get a handstand. It's like, <laughs> it's, there's too much. Yeah. So I found, and I found this last year, the lack of choices through a time like this has actually been quite nice it's good. because it just means there's less to work on. So like, oh, I'm just going to work on that. So I've been working hard on the Bulletproof standards. Nice. And yeah. that's been what I do with my small group guys. Awesome. Um, and for anyone listening, that's the next program that we'll be releasing for members. And so we've been going super hard on that. And it's been really cool because it's all about doing more with less. So I turn up to the park, I got two kettlebells yep. and I got a pair of rings. I can carry it, you know, one yeah. in each hand and the rings are in my backpack. Over, yep. And it's like get to the park and we do the whole session. Nice. You know, there's a couple of exercise bands in there as well. Sure. But it's been cool. I'm like nailing the pistols, nailing the Cossack squats. Yeah. Get, and then also on top of that, I've been getting back into, yeah, some of my sort of more complex bodyweight stuff on the rings. Yeah. Which has been awesome because I, I love that shit. And I probably, when I had my knee surgery, mm. it became so much about rehab. The knee. For the, you know, 18 months following that, that I really didn't give much thought to building new skills. Yes. And, and the body weight thing, for anyone who's maybe less familiar with it, body weight strength training really is about skill development. It is. Because you're chasing new movements all the time. That's how you make it harder. Yeah, so I've been really enjoying getting back into it. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm feeling strong. It's good to get back on the rings. And it's nice to have that feeling of not needing a lot of gear. Yes. You know, I don't need the gym as such. Simple. Even though, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's always nice to have the gym, right? The park's great until you get a fucking cold, rainy day. And then you're like, I wish I could go back to the gym, you know? <laughs> yeah, just a bit of shelter. And I guess the thing which is hard for me to see now, because this happened in Melbourne, is uh, whatever, council people, government officials taping off equipment. Like oh, yeah. Taping off sections like, oh, you can't train here. You yeah. can't train there. And it's like, oh, look, you know, and I'm not saying anything controversial here, guys, like, if you don't have a gym in your building and you don't have a lot of equipment, just a park gym is a, a bit of a savior. Yeah. It's so nice to just- It's like a bastion of health. Yeah. You're, oh man, I'll just go over there, you know? And even though, okay, don't get me wrong, I see that the complexity in maybe too many people gathering one spot. But that said, if that's your only major option for getting some, some kind of outdoor activity in, other than a walk or a run or whatever it might be, and then it, you can't do it, that's a bit of a knock. For me, at least. I totally agree. Because I'm someone who wants to do some pull-ups and dips and if, you know, it's all right. I'm kitted. You may not be. So I just see that and I get annoyed and I just actually break the tape and do some pull-ups anyway. anyway. <laughs> they Illegal. haven't done that this time, have they? Um, they're sectioning off areas in parks. Yeah, right. So as actually one of our trainers here, shout out, as there was a guy taping off the area where they- like, Oh, the pagoda thing? Yeah. Yeah, they taped that last year too. Right. That Can't, thing's fucking beautiful. Yeah, it's such a good like covered space so you don't get rained on or morning dew and yeah. nice flat surface to train and stuff. Goodness gracious. So, I mean, there is that. But, I mean, we, we all have our fingers crossed that we can get to a point where, uh, you know, we can do more activity outside because the weather's getting better. Mm. 
I think this, I actually, I was uh, not far from Bondi the other day. I had a cab to a business meeting and the cabbie was laughing. He, he's this uh, Ukrainian guy and he, he, he sounded Russian. It's like he didn't say, are oh, you Russian? Because he would have punched me in the throat. No, but he was like, oh, everybody, everybody, they're all there. It's the park, the beach, it's, it's crazy for me. So <laughs> he's just laughing. He's like... It's packed he, down there. See, it's, it's pandemic. It's too many people. It's, <laughs> it's a stampede. <laughs> Had this giggle. It was amazing because the truth was, I mean, I didn't go to the beach, but the the cops were down on like June buggies, like shooing people, people away because the the weather. We've been very, I guess, blessed, cursed. It's been so warm. It's been like early summer here. Yeah, it's like middle of winter. Yeah, or but it's, it's coming towards the end. But, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been like spring, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been lovely weather. So. I don't know how they're going to keep people inside when it turns into Australian summer. Yeah. I, d- I don't know how that's going to get managed. Yeah. In terms of your training, yeah. uh, for someone that you like working heavy barbells and stuff, I do. how do you find not being able to do as much of that? It's okay because I, I guess this is where we start to talk about life without jiu-jitsu, right? Mm. Jiu-jitsu is an outlet for me. For whatever reason, I like to grind. I like a bit of smash. Don't mind a bit of physical contact, a bit of bump. That's a real outlet. I feel much calmer after jujitsu. I've had my opportunity to strangle someone. If I'm good enough, I strangle them. If I'm not, they might strangle me. But, you know, it's, it's been able to have that outlet. Not having that outlet, I'm like, right, I need to strangle a barbell. It's crush. And it's not the same satisfaction, but it is an outlet. It taxes me. It pushes me. I, I get a certain amount of stimulation from it that I feel like I tested myself, pushed myself, and I, I derive satisfaction from it. Mm. So I can just go be a better human. So that way I'm a better listener for my partner. I'm more focused when I sit down. I'm not sitting there feeling like, oh, I'm wasting my life sitting in a chair. Yeah. You know, I, I need a little bit of that every day, having spent, you know, the last 20 plus years doing those kinds of things. I guess the change more recently has been I need to do more mobility. I'm sitting down more. You know, like I'm, I guess like everybody, I'm spending more time on the computer. Obviously, yeah. you and I are working on projects. We're sitting now as we speak. Mm. I've got to do more mobility because also speaking to the standards, I am probably stiffer than I am mobile. So coming in a white to blue belt for a lot of that. Well, I don't standards. know if that's true. Uh, I'd say blue to purple, mate. Don't throw shit. Squats uh, look don't, pretty tight at the moment. What are you talking about? When you've got 200 kilos on your back, which you don't know anything about, that's fine. <laughs> There's a lot of daylight between the calves and the hamstrings. There's actually not a lot of daylight. It's just my hamstrings are really big and my calves are really big. So (laughs) it misjudged the angle, bro. Definitely um, for me, ankles and shoulders. Not moving as much, not squatting as much. I'm just not moving as much. And the first place that gets tight on me is my ankles and my shoulders. So I'm actually enjoying doing more flexibility training, which is something I spent so much time doing back in the day when I did Taekwondo. I'm enjoying the process of stretching more, feeling a bit better, moving easier in my body. It makes me realize just how stiff I've gotten in the last, you know, six to 12 months from just lifting and not moving as much. Do you find that your body's feeling better with an absence of BJJ in your life? Oh, yeah, <laughs> it does. I hate to admit it, but we my, all fi- do. my fingers feel fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't wake up with just random pains like, ah, oh, why is the back of my ribs sore? Like what? Just a weird, sp- not a muscle. Just like, what is that? Joey knee riding my back. Um, no, I, I think it makes you, I think the, the, the lot, the lack of jujitsu makes you realize how much it just 
mashes your body. Yeah. And then without it, it's like, well, I feel really pain-free. My mobility is improving day on day. I'm getting stronger week on week. Yeah. There's no minor injury setbacks. Yeah, and, and that does make you consider the cost because I've, I've had a few chats with people talking about, what if I just don't go back to jiu-jitsu? Oh, controversial. Right. Could you quit? Could you stop? I don't know if you ever quit. I think it's one of those things where, when we talked about it before, you, you can stop and we've had an enforced stop, but I feel like the absence makes the heart grow fonder and the froth that comes out of not doing jiu-jitsu, as soon as that open mat comes back, bro, it's just going to be wild. You only got to catch a couple of well-timed sweeps or cheeky <laughs> oh. submissions and you're like, I love this fucking I'm thing. Back. Who's like hitting? I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I said those things. <laughs> I'm sorry, jiu-jitsu. <laughs> Forgive me. Um. But I mean, there's, there's other things we've got to do to keep us sane when we don't have jujitsu, right? So, I, th- I, I tell you, hear, hear this. Oof. This Friday, I'm actually going to be going and doing some sprint work. Oh, jeez. Some hill running, some sprints. God. How about that? They, I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. Wow. Well, so, the knee's got to, that's got to speak confidence into the knee, right? Yeah. Well, I got, I was actually back into some running, uh, before I had my second surgery. Okay. And I was doing some short, like some sprint work and it was going okay. And then I had the second surgery. And then after that, it was like uh, back in the rehab train. Yep. And then I kind of just never went back to the running. Sure. And it's now been, uh, well, it's coming up to 12 months since that surgery. So I'm like, it's time. It's time yeah. to go back and do some running. And I, I was at the park the other day and the big dog, Ivar the Greyhound. Yeah. You can't let him off the lead because he doesn't know his fucking name. <laughs> so the only time you can take him, you can let him run, is when we're in a dog park that's fenced off. Right. And we weren't at a. We're at the. We're at the Oval. Right. So, <laughs> Sprint City. You versus so, the so Greyhound. I was, I was like, come on, Ivo, we'll go for a run. John yeah. versus Greyhound. <laughs> yeah. And the, the you know you got him on a pretty long lead, but it's like the motivation is to try to keep the lead loose while you're running. Right. So like you're hammering it and it fucks up your gait a little bit because yeah. you can't really swing your arms because you're holding the lead. Yeah. And you can't take big strides. Right. Because at any point, he's a dumbass. He might just cut in front of you to go sniff a dog's ass or something. So you've got to take these short steps. Yeah. It's a bit of a cramped style. But I did a few laps of the park, okay. kind of sprinting, walking, sprinting. And I was like, man, that felt good. Nice. And I felt fast. Cool. Yeah, and so I put it to uh, the Dark Prince, Oof. who we both know and love. Oh, guy, yes. Shout out. Shout out. And uh, he's like, man, I'd love to do some. So this Friday, we're like, all right, let's do some hill sprints. Oh, yeah, we're not, it's we're not so, yeah, it's kind of come about due to the lack of options. Yes. If I was at the gym, I probably wouldn't think, I wouldn't be out in the park and I wouldn't be in a position to go, you know what, sprinting's actually awesome and it is something that I like Yes, and it's really good for you. So again, I feel quite fortunate that it's been sort of placed in front of me. Yeah, definitely. And I've actually been just roaming the neighbourhood I've been climbing fences, just, <laughs> just walking along walls. Have just, you? Yeah, not not parkour, but just like I reckon, I reckon. I, yeah, I reckon I could scale that. I reckon I could jump off that. Like it's six in the morning. There's no one around. Yeah, and I'm just like I don't know. I guess just like the kid in me wants to do something. I mean, is that not parkour? Well, <laughs> just jumping off shit. Uh, well, I think it you, could be. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not dive rolling off stuff. I'm not trying to make a show of it or record it for Instagram. It's just something in me that goes, oh, I wonder if I could climb that fence. But then you, <laughs> you get to the top, you're like, 
Dang, this is pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked up. <laughs> yeah, if I, if I fall and no one's around, <laughs> hello, help me. <laughs> I'm very badly broken. <laughs> Both of my legs. Um, Man, you know what I've noticed from not training training jits? There is the thing where, yeah, sitting around more, more work at the desk makes you a bit tighter. Yes. But I actually notice I'm more mobile when I'm not training jits. Yeah. Because I feel like all those, like, the hip flexors, the abs, the, the shoulders, the pecs, Crunchies. all that stuff that, you know, that you're just tightening up is not getting tightened up. And I know this because I've been working on my back bridge. Easier. And I'm like, my back bridge is coming along. So easy. Yeah, my handstand is kind of coming back. Whereas when I'm doing jits, it's like- Much harder. I need to warm up for 30 minutes before <laughs> I can handstand or back bridge. Yeah. There has to be a dedicated amount of time to- account for jujitsu yeah and balance that before you can <laughs> exactly you're like you need to return to baseline yeah and i mean for for any of you guys out there who are really struggling because everybody's just talking about missing the endorphins the grind seeing your mates all that stuff you've got to say at a critical point last year and and to all our american guys this is not a diss this is just hear me out Last year, there was times when America was not in a good situation. And now there's parts of America, they're doing pretty good. Parts of America are opening up, different things are changing. And even when you thought, oh, it'll never happen, I'll never get back to jiu-jitsu, invariably, you will. Like, it's going to happen eventually, guys. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's not the never-ending story. Don't be too disheartened. But, you know, that said, when you can't do physical stuff – what do you do mentally? Because a lot of people tend to just binge watch Netflix and kind of feel like, well, I'm not going to see anyone. I'm not going to get out of my track pants. You know, you know, I'll just put, I'll go to the office on Zoom and just uh, <laughs> blank screen. Tuck my it. business shirt into the tracky desk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the newsreader presentation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, are there certain things that you're doing to, I guess, keep your brain going or restore sanity in that way? Well, I think I'm fortunate again in that I have my own business, like I run my own business, right? And so, fuck, there's never any list of things to do. No, of course. So really there's no opportunity. Like I don't, I can't wake up and put Netflix on. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking more out, outside of work because there's plenty of people who are working online and there's some people who are not. Right. Is there anything you're doing in your day-to-day -day life where you, because you don't have another opportunity to do something else or you've got the baby strapped to you or is there something you're doing to kind of keep the brain going? Uh, look, beyond like, no, really, that's what my training is. Yeah. You know, and just going like, I, I'm, I'm going to make 60 to 90 minutes to go and train today. Yep. And that's just going to happen. Yep. Uh, and I fuck it up some days, don't get me wrong, it doesn't happen. But if I get my training done, I get my work done and then I get time with my family, I'm like, that's... Good day. That's everything. That's a great day. Yeah. And some days I don't get that. Like today I said, when I looked at my schedule at the beginning of this week, I'm like, I'm going to finish at four o'clock on Wednesday because I'm going to go hang out with the fam. But then tomorrow I'm going to work till about 7 p.m. I'm like, then I'll go later on Thursday. Sure. You know, so it's, it's a give and take to your point. I feel like the nature of my work and the nature of my life right now, I'm sort of getting my fill of those things. Yes. Whereas, I, you know, I was talking with a mate today. He's a personal trainer as well. So he was out in the park this morning. But he's like, man, my partner's not working. So mm. he's like, she just stays in bed till like 9.30 every day. <laughs> and, you know, great, right? Like yeah. catch up good, on sleep. Good, Perfect. Good for you. Yeah. But, you know, but he was implying too that she doesn't like it. That, you know, she feels lazy and, and uh. it's, you know, it's quite an unproductive sort of. And it's like, 
Yeah, you you need something. There's got to be a reason. And if you don't have anything, like if your job is off the cards, yep. then I think you have to go and find some shit. Invent like, something. Like, fucking read books, study an online course. Yeah. Take up fucking, you know, dancing on Whatever. YouTube. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do something. Man, I saw a lady, an older lady, an Asian lady. I was, you know, this is this. Older she was, Asian lady. Man, she was cutting a rug. Too. She was... I, I thought, is that a young TikToker? Because I, because <laughs> uh, I had the camera set up, but that, like it was actually a tablet. She had a little clip thing was set up on a park bench, and she was like sumbering and wow. I was like, she's going hard, and it was kind of like a Zumba esque class. But from what I could see from my distance, was like it looked like a lady in a leotard. It looked like an actual dance class on the thing, and this woman was going hard. And I was like, wow, that's a workout. She's getting after it. And I'm, man, I think that's the thing. You've got to find a way to keep yourself sane. You got to, right? Yeah. I mean, going back to those structures, it's like people have jujitsu. I train Monday, Wednesday, Friday night at 6 p.m. That's my thing. Yes. Or I get up at 5.30 every morning. And I, morning. and I, you know, it's like you have these structures. In the absence of those structures, you've got to f- make them again. You've got to build them with something else, don't you? Yeah. Because otherwise you just fucking like, that's the thing. If it was a couple of weeks of lockdown, all right, whatever, okay. like take a break. But man, it's been seven weeks. That's right. It and might be another seven. That's right. You know, and that's like, what are we talking there? We're talking th- four months. Yeah. That's a long period of time. Yes, sir. In, and feelings of uh, like your worth yeah. and like, yeah, I'm bringing my best to life and I'm doing what I can. It's like, you don't want to come out of that and be like, oh, I just fucking, I hit, put the handbrake on everything and packed on five kilos and didn't do shit. Yeah. I, look, some people, from what I'm hearing, some people are doing better this time around because maybe they did that the first time. And then some people are doing it tougher this time around because in truth, there's less support like at least here locally in Australia, if you're a small business owner, you're a sole proprietor or whatever it might be, it's harder. Like you, you big businesses are getting looked after and, and, and little businesses are not. And plenty of businesses will not be here after this thing, depending on what's going on. Yeah. But I mean, to keep it on a more positive note, I mean, I've been working on my Portuguese. Oh. So I've been doing like a kind of half hour, hour a day. Você quer falar comigo? <laughs> well, no se fala. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, they, it's funny. They always teach you things that are I not. I said, here is the door, in case you were wondering. And I but said, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for my lesson today. It's funny because they always teach you things which are not necessary. They're like, here's how you order a Coke. Like, I'm not, I don't want to order a Coke. <laughs> like, why, why are you telling me that? I would like my tea with milk and sugar. I don't even think that, you know. I mean, sure, you have sharp, but you I, have tea. I remember learning how to say, um, I had a, a Brazilian girlfriend at the time that I was learning it, yeah. which is, you know, the reason why I was learning it. And I, it, it taught me how to say, um, uh, I like to buy things for her. I buy <laughs> presents for her. And so, and I would say Did that. she write the course? <laughs> Here say, is my credit yeah. card details. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, they're just putting, you know, I fucking, I, I, love, I love studying it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was super funny. The shit that you say, yeah. Like, and then someone tells you, "Oh no, no, no!" Like no one in Brazil we says don't say that. that. You're like, but that's what it said on the tapes. You know? <laughs> it's but I mean, it's been good because it it's connected me back with something that you know. Last time I was in Brazil it was like 2014. It's it's a real throwback, and I'd love to think that sometime in the future I can go back to Brazil and connect with those those friends that I have there. How how are you studying it? What are you? What's it's the, just it's just an online course. It's just called uh, Rocket Language. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, 
it's half the price of Rosetta Stone, but it's good. Is Rosetta Stone sort of one of the like? The it's the most expensive, even though they have like some good tech um, around it in terms of you learning it and the games and stuff. If you ro- read all the reviews, it's super overpriced compared to so many different language services that you have online. Yeah. I logged into this one. It's not a commitment. Like you, you just sign up. It's a monthly fee thing. It's not that high. Like for me, it's like 15 bucks a month. And there's heaps of exercises. Man. And yeah, they just go, oh, had you considered this? And they give you little rewards and badges. Like, hey, you're tourista number one. What up, bangs? Hey. <laughs> but, uh, that's fucking cool. Yeah, so that's just, that's a bit of fun. Did you take a bit of offense? Gio Martinez ripping on Mikey Musumeci for speaking Portuguese? <laughs> like, fuck you, Gio. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually. <laughs> no, but the, the, the funny thing about that is like, um, whatever I don't I don't know either guy other than I do know we all know that Mikey Musumeci is a total Poindexter and not the coolest guy ever and he said oh you know I'm I, I'm from New Jersey like I, I can talk smack I don't mind you know like it, guy's never sworn in his life <laughs> and like the straightest guy ever Gio hardly said anything to him. He got so upset. Do, yeah, I don't. What do, you know? Because he made no. out like Gio went on a bit of a tirade. I, well, no, he, Gio was just was just trashing him during the fight. Yeah, and I think Mikey just wasn't. He's not used to being disrespected because he's a world champion. Yeah, but he's, he's a total nerd, and he, you know, if he was if he's such a tough guy and he's so resilient, why do you get so offended? <laughs> like, it's like, why are you so sensitive, bro? Weak hearts will break, and I think. <laughs> And I, I look, I, I think uh, Mikey Musumeci has amazing jiu-jitsu, but he's clearly not very socially developed, you know. So it, yeah. in that context, clearly Gio did the right thing competitively to get under his skin, you know. Like totally. It was cle- I think it's clever on his behalf because it's psychological warfare, right? Totally. So I mean, it always backfires when you then lose the fight. <laughs> but yeah. that's the that's the you that's, roll the dice, right? Yeah, you got to have a crack. And I, you know, you've got to say, no one's probably better than Mikey Musumeci at that weight class, really. I mean, the fact that, you know, even the way he said, like, I didn't respond to any of this shit and I bottled it up and I focused on the fight. Yeah. And then he, you know, did an amazing job. And then after the fight, he just exploded. Yeah. <laughs> that speaks to, like, that level of focus, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. And, and I mean, whatever you say, sportsmanship, whatever, now with fight to win and all these cards, they're trying to make more of a show of it. So if there's any kind of controversy, they are milking it. You know, they are just publicizing the hell out of it. They, they love it, whether it's flow grappling or any kind of thing. But uh, no, I mean, I'm, I can't say that I've ever had proper Portuguese lessons. I've just picked it up from being there. And I really would like to have like at least conversational Portuguese. So when I go back to Brazil, I can talk to my friends, just out of respect for them. Just have a bit of a convo in Portuguese. That's what I'd like to do. That's cool. You know, maybe we can uh, have an episode in Portuguese one day. <laughs> it would be an absolute, like, fucking, just de- like a horrible thing to listen to. <laughs> just be you and me just it, trying to, like... Lucky we have no listeners in Brazil. And, and, <laughs> and, and then the drink was cold and delicious. I do not want sugar <laughs> with my Coca-Cola, please. <laughs> Komazuka. Um, but I... The other thing, which is something I've tried to put a bit more time into, is reading. Actually, my partner had a crack at me the other day that I have too many books next to the bed that I'm not reading. <laughs> I have like tw- she said, "There's more than 20. I said, "There's not more than 20. There's, it'd be lucky if it's more than 10 books." And I think she actually counted them before we had this conversation, so she <laughs> she already knew. She's like, "No, it's it's 20 or 30 books. They're just sitting there. You're only reading one of them." 
And I was like, nah, no, I'm reading like at least was five. It, was it the men's health? It's <laughs> like how to get bigger biceps and it's like sitting <laughs> like halfway through the stack. <laughs> no, it's, it's a ridiculous different – because I, I just – if, for example, I listen to a podcast like this one, if there's a recommendation, I'll be like, oh, that guy knows what's up. I'll buy that book. Just jump on book depository or whatever it is and I'll, I'll order it. I don't have a budget for books. I'll easily buy anywhere from four to eight books a month just because I, I will read them eventually. I'm like – because I never remember – I don't, I don't usually write notes and go, oh, this guy said this book. I hear it. If I think it's valid, jump on, buy that book. Yeah. And then I don't even remember. And then I'm just getting these books in the mail. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's sweet. That one. That's a good one. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Long story short, there's 28 books next to my bed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm only really reading one of them. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm done with that one book. But she said <laughs> to me, could you just cull it? to one or two that you're actually reading at the time and put the rest in the freaking study. And I was like, oh, fair enough. <laughs> okay, if I must. Yeah, man, and I, I mix it up, you know. Like there's one book. What do you, uh, what's that one at the moment? So I've been rereading Mastery by Robert Greene, which is a great book. I actually think it's one of the best books he's ever written. He's written a lot of books. And then also Good Omens, co-written Neil Gaiman and another guy, uh, they wrote it together. Anyway, it's what's the deal there? It's about the apoc. It's kind of about the apocalypse. Oh, and it's about a guy who's a he's kind of like a demon or he's a go between for the for the devil, right? But then he's like, dang, if we have the apocalypse and I'm out of it's a job, some, some QAnon shit? No, 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 no. It's just pure fantasy. Uh, they've turned it into a, a show on Amazon now called right Good on. Omens. It's just comedy. It's just in, it's kind of English humor. All right. So it's a little bit like stuffy, silly. Yeah. But no, it's pretty funny because he, he finds out about the, I think it's like the birth of the devil's son, whoever that character is in history, who is going to bring the apocalypse to earth. And he's like, oh, damn, the earth will end. I'll be out of a job. I'm not going to go to heaven. I'm already damned. You know, and it's kind of his story. It's, it's kind of funny. There's lots of other characters. It's totally stupid. But uh, yeah, it's just something that stops my brain from doing too much work. What's your split in terms of, so uh, mastery, I'm guessing, is a, is a non-fiction, like, you know, yeah, it's a historical, set, yeah. Right, and then, and then you've got Good Omens, which is very much fictitious. Yep. What's your general split there? Do you, do you read a lot of one type or do you kind of read fiction and non-fiction equally? I go, I'm like probably 80, 20 split non-fiction to fiction like I, I i'm my problem is i'm a crack fiend for self-help underdog stories right i just smoked <laughs> i will take over the world uh yeah i just if i see an underdog story i'm like i want to hear about that i want to know exactly where it went wrong how it went right and how do we go up from there right um but definitely and i you had touched on this before a uh, bit of fiction before bed helping to disengage the brain from the real world to just lower the, the brainwaves and be able to relax. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I typically save the, the fiction for the, the pre-bed and then if I, if I get a chance to have a sneaky nap, I find reading just helps me go to sleep. So if I get a cheeky nap in the afternoon at 3.30 or something, I have a little bit of a read and that tends to half knock me out and then catch my nap. How about you, Joe? Very What's nice. going on? Yeah, so reading for me, I I really enjoy reading and I it's a habit that I've been working on for so long. However, it doesn't come naturally to me. 
Sure. And so I, I got to a point maybe a few weeks ago where I'm like, oh, I fucking haven't been reading that much. Mm. So I've been trying to do it more. I just finished a book which was very disappointing. It was, a, it was called Happy Money by uh, Ken Honda, I think. He's a self-development guy in Japan. Okay. Writes about money. Oh, I've heard of this guy. Yeah, book was incredibly disinteresting. Won't uh, talk anymore. But some people uh, might like it, but it, I was like, yeah, yeah, like sure, get, sure. give me something I can, I can get stuck into here and whatever. Uh, so I, I, I ripped through that in like a week or two because I mostly just skimmed most of it. But prior to that, I read a book that I fucking loved, which was Tribe by Sebastian Junger. Yeah. And I think- He's a good writer. He's an incredible writer, right? Have you read some of his stuff? I just got, is it The Road? He went on a mission with six buddies, some of them are ex-military, and they trekked across America. Oh, that's, yeah, that's like one of his first books. Yeah. Yeah, They're like backpacking down rail lines. Yeah, and they're trying to avoid police and they're just trying to live wild and also not get shot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I got that and there's one of the 28 books behind it beside my bed. But it is really good. Man, he also wrote The Perfect Storm. Oh. If yeah, which was turned into a film. Yeah, right. I didn't know that. And yeah. that is a hell of a book. Like cool. it is, you know, people always fucking say it. It's better than the movie. Well, yeah. you know, I don't know. Mark Wahlberg's not in the book. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, that book, and if anyone's ever listened to him, he's on Joe Rogan. He's been on a few times. Yeah. Super thoughtful guy. I really like his Smart. style. Yeah. So Drive was fucking awesome. I've been reading a graphic novel. Oh, cool. So like an adult's comic book. Sure. Called The Last Man. Oh, okay. And it's about um, kind of present day, uh, something has wiped out all of the men on the planet. Right. And there's one dude left. Wow. A guy called Yorick and, uh, and his pet monkey, Ampersand. Right. And it's like, and it's just them trying not to fucking die. And yeah, it's, it's, it's immense. It was recommended to me by a friend and I was always like, Graphic novel, comic, it's not... I mean, it's I a bit like nerdy, Joe. It it's sounds nerdy, nerdy, bro. You know, but I'd be fucking with a bit of sci-fi, so All I was right. like, okay, I'll, I'll give it a go. <laughs> Catch those nerd vibes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mikey Moose, let's hang out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've been digging that, and that's been, that's been my go-to-sleep thing. Cool. Yeah. Ah, that's really nice, man. That's so good. Because that's the thing. It doesn't matter if you subscribe to Disney+, Plus, Stan, Amazon. There's only so much of that that you can take. Before you're like, man, I go do something else with my brain. And it's really cool. Like my partner, she's started studying. And so she's really occupied with that. So the last, you know, since lockdown started, really, she's been studying full time. That's been great because she's got assignments. She's working on things. And I think she's also uh, respecting the fact that when I go to sit down on the laptop and, and I'm working on a project, a blog or a newsletter, whatever, that is work. Whereas before, I think she was like, God, that guy's just slacking. Playing with the internet all the time. Look at you playing your video games and replying to messages on Instagram, you fucking wuss. But then now she's got projects to do and assignments and she's appreciating how much work that is. And it's cool because it's it's cool to see her really stimulated and developing in that way. That's awesome. So that's, that's really nice, man. I hope for all you guys out there that you are able to connect with something maybe different, whether it's a, a different skill uh, a different community to keep yourself sane because this is an ongoing thing. You know, whatever they say, whatever all the political spiel is, you've got to do what you can to control your life and make positive steps every day. So whether it's working out, doing mobility, scheduling some time for you to do something of your own making to center your day, I think that's very important. Yeah, strongly agree. Uh, if you guys need help with the training piece, obviously bulletproof of bjj.com we've got a program you can start for free you get a whole week free trial and you can see everything that's on offer 
Ma'am, there's people doing incredible things through that program, strength, mobility. You know, like we were talking about, getting some framework back to their time. Some structure. If you find like, fuck, I'm freewheeling a bit, man, rip in, start doing some mobility, start swinging some kettlebells because it goes so much further than just the physical benefits, doesn't it? Yeah, man, so much crossover to just feeling calmer, feeling more focused and, and just feeling like you've got some agency in your life. Yeah. My guy. Thanks, bro. Thanks, Joey. Appreciate you, man. Cheers, guys. See you, man.